0: Hey everybody, it's Richie, and before we start this episode of the show, it's DraftKings time. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, and you can get a head start on the legalization of sports betting, which is coming on September 9th to the state of Arizona. And DraftKings Sportsbook wants to remind you, as an official betting partner of the NFL, that is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one, all you got to do is bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season, and you can receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of this limited time offer right now. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You Download it with the promo code THPN, and you will indeed receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 on any bet during a week one game. I'm planning on doing this on September the 9th, when we can officially begin sports betting here in the state, but until now, uh, you must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT.
1: I'm Corey Crenshaw.
0: I'm Richie Suave Flores.
1: And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave.
0: On the Hockey Podcast Network. In a world where social media is king and everyone is an expert in everything, get the facts from your insiders here on Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. Here are your hosts, Corey Crenshaw and Richie Flores. Welcome
1: back in Sporty Nation. It is a wonderful night. Why is it a wonderful night? Because Richie told me a way for me to get wine that I have been searching for for months. So it's always a good night when I can finally find the wine I've been looking for. Um, To bring in the man who did bring that reality to me, Richie Suave Flores, how you doing?
0: Hello, Corey. Speaking of wine, that's what I am drinking tonight. I decided to open my bottle of Amelbeck yesterday, last night from knocking point of course um it's got a nice picture of steven amell from him when he was a child wearing a hockey jersey if i'm not mistaken and uh so that's what i'm drinking tonight so i'm glad that we finally found you your nina dobrev wine fresh vine wine very excited. don't
1: forget julianne
0: huff as yes well. yes julianne huff too yes
1: Yes, and they're fresh vine wine i um I've been wanting to try this for quite a while now, and I haven't been able to find it, so the fact that you were able to find it for me is um magnificent it it was uh literally cost like an arm and a leg to order it when it first came out to have it shipped um so we uh decided to you know just focus our other efforts on actually the other side of of that show which is uh Paul Wesley and Ian summerholder and go with the bourbon first because that's what showed up uh in Arizona first um but I feel like this is the trend of all trends like if you are a celebrity the next thing you need to do is either make a podcast or make an alcohol
0: yeah, I think we've talked about this before too. That's what everybody's doing nowadays. So, I and we've talked you and I have talked about it before too. I think maybe even the show were off about like if we were to do our own like you and I a, a whiskey and like the type of like you would be the more of the Paul Wesley type and I would be the Ian Somerhalder that was like testing and making sure everything is perfect and everything. <laughs>
1: And I would be the one taste testing it and getting drunk off of it in the background.
0: Yes. <laughs> just a, just along for the ride. <laughs>
1: you know what? Relationships work in certain ways, and that's how ours work. So, you know, it, you have to take things for what they are. And that's the thing is in theirs, uh, you know, you always have to have one person that's, like, a little bit more laid back about it, one person that is really, like, make sure everything's precise so that way it doesn't taste like shit. You're the person that makes sure it doesn't taste like shit and I'm the person that's like, eh, it's good enough, you're fine, and then, you know, so we don't get, like, forever behind. But they did get forever behind because you didn't get your first whiskey for a long time.
0: Yeah, they were... uh, It was only supposed to ship in February and I didn't really... I never even got it. I literally went to the store and bought it off the shelf before I got my pre-order of it. So, um... Yeah, I and it was very good. Brother's bond. It's already gone. Long gone. I drank it, it fin- I finished it like a month ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, I still need to finish mine. I've been trying to like cut back on um, you know, alcoholic beverages and the fact that I'm trying to um, you know, get in the best shape I can before my wedding and I keep on thinking, "Oh, well, I still have like 8 months or some shit. I got plenty of time." but um, you know then you start going into situations and there are the holidays and then there's you know a bachelorette party I'm going to be drinking there so I'm just feeling if I get into really good shape before maybe it'll be easier once I eat and drink all that crap to get back into it when it's crunch time <laughs> it's a uh, horrible way to think about it I, and I work in fitness in my day job you guys <laughs> Hey.
0: But hey, yeah. Just try and have it both ways as much as you can. That's the importance. It's moderation. So you don't drink every night, but it looks like like a glass of wine isn't good, like a couple glasses of wine a week is not going to hurt you. But if you're binge drinking, there's your problem. So as long as you're like you know doing it on occasion, perfectly fine.
1: Oh yeah, moderation on everything. That's kind of um, always been my philosophy it's always been kind of scotty's philosophy my parents philosophy we always just kind of say like too much of anything is not good mm-hmm. basically right um so you you want just a right amount of everything in that and so that's why too um you know people come into my house and then they look at my bar cart and they're just like holy fuck because we got like a fully stacked bar cart and i'm just like hey we're not alcoholics here i just like to have options
0: Mm -hmm. yeah as any any good home bar has you have everything that's everything you can think of so you have options for when the time comes
1: yeah richie loves it he walks in the Mm -hmm. door and i'm just like hello richard what would you like and like and i say that because it's his uh formal name so when i like to be very professional with him and seem like i'm his bartender really trying to help him out here i always say hello richard it classes the situation up and then he has an entire bar cart of choices that he can do whatever he feels like and it's just it's it's perfect i mean i even got scotty a whiskey glass not like one of the proper ones that you talk about but like just the normal, you know, ones that people drink out of, not the proper. And, uh, that has a frozen puck and has a puck around the bottom of it that he can wa- drink out of when he's watching hockey games. You got to be prepared for all scenarios. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And quickly, before we move on into some of the news of the week that we have here, um, I am very excited about your bachelorette party. Um, I believe cat still hard at work at planning this, um, but, so
1: is she actually like i haven't heard shit from her so it ma- which makes me so nervous you have no idea how uncomfortable that makes me
0: <laughs> i yes i believe that she is still hard at work at doing it um hasn't come up too often to me at least but um i i know for sure she's like th- she's thinking about it for sure
1: makes me so uncomfortable so I would like to give a little bit of context here. I I was at um, a, a dinner with some of our friends and everything. And it got brought up that, um, or maybe it was before the concert. That's what it was. Before the concert, mm-hmm. um, we were all sitting around talking about it. And um, it was asked whether Richie was going to be at my bachelorette or not. And I, and I said, I don't. I don't really care. I don't think we're going to do anything that weird. So, you know, I, I think Richie should be able to come. Like, I, you know, there's usually, you know, that kind that kind of like female vibe to it. But I don't think we'll we'll be that like doing that weird of shit like that Richie would be freaked out by. And Kat goes, mm, you sure about that? And knowing that she is the one planning this, I then became scared because I have really not heard much information about it since. I've texted her about it once and she didn't respond. And so uh, a large part of me deep down slightly fears for my life, but in probably the best way possible.
0: Yeah, I, I I said I played the fifth here. I don't have any more information, so I I couldn't even tell you. I'm just along for the ride. Like, I'm I'm I could do I could do both. I'm in a situation where I could do both the bat your bachelorette party and Scotty's bachelor party. Have it both ways.
1: <laughs> but that's the thing, though. I don't know if like I I definitely don't think it's going to be too out there. But like it's still i don't know i i don't know as long as there's nothing to um i don't know. <laughs> I even know how to explain it. see this is how flustered i am even saying it on here like i i i doubt there will be a lot of male activity involved i really doubt it but i again can't say shit because i'm not planning it so i don't know what the fuck is going on and again that also is like a i am not a control freak by any means but i do like to have like a bit of control and
0: uh yeah that's perfectly fine because you at least want to know what the hell's going on like it makes me so nervous yeah i don't i don't like surprises at all like just fucking tell me Tell me what's going on. Keep me in the loop so I know what to expect.
1: Yeah, like I feel slightly like, you know, I think it's really sweet to like plan everything and then have it like, you know, because I just went through that with my friend Cassandra's wedding and we planned all this stuff and uh, her maid of honor went like all out for it and all this stuff and like, you know, that's a ton of fun and being able to surprise someone's a ton of fun. But uh, to be the person that's – um on this end of things um i i didn't realize how like nerve-wracking it is
0: well we do have what do we have here we're at uh what eight months is that where we're at eight months T- uh ten months ten months away
1: that is a big jump well w- let me it's in may Look. we're
0: in august so,
1: September, October, n- November, nine months. December, January, February, March, April. May. Yeah, nine months.
0: Nine months. So we got time.
1: <laughs> nine nine months until the wedding. Yes. But probably more like six until the bachelorette.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: It's probably some, somewhere along in that timeline. I don't know. I try not to think about it too much during the day. So... Not let my mind go awry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, that's our cue to move on. Um, we have some stuff to talk about this week, Coyotes related. Thank you for everybody who tuned in to listen to the big arena episode that we did on Monday. We deep dove into all the news surrounding Glendale, getting out of the lease. Um, it's one of our most listened to episodes in recent memory, so thank you for tuning in and listening to that. Um, Corey and I both listened to a couple other shows around the network and, and they were talking about it, of which we had one that called the team the Phoenix Coyotes. We had
1: we had to call them out on that.
0: Yes, we had, an, we had uh, a show who had a guy on there who had been to Phoenix like one time and thought he was an expert. <laughs> Sorry. That
1: was honestly kind Sorry. of funny.
0: I have no idea who you are, dude. I've never met you, but no, you're not an expert on the city of Phoenix if you've been here one time. <laughs>
1: I did I did hear that he said that his girlfriend like uh lives here or whatever because when when we we're listening to it but I was just like when he goes oh well it's it, the team is in the perfect spot like I've been to Westgate it's, it's it's a great like entertainment center and it's got all these businesses and and it's right by um State farm stadium it's really in the best place and they that's really the best place they could have been in that's that's not factually accurate there's a few things i actually wanted to like break down about that should we like quickly break that down just to like say a few dispel a few Oh, like a rebuttal uh, yeah a few out of state um misinformation i guess you could say in that i i can promise you that was not the best place for the team it hasn't been the best place for the team for a while um they that's why they've been trying to get out of there it just doesn't fit very well in the fact that it takes a really fucking long time to get over there there's a lot of people that i even know one um one of my job my day job has a chandler location and they would talk about how that i forgot what that new freeway is down there they just built what
0: the 202
1: oh is it is it also the 202 down Mm -hmm. there yes yes um uh but that it once that was built it was much easier uh to basically get over there they could it was a much more straight shot for them and they so they were going to a lot more games and stuff over on that side but before they really hated getting over there because of traffic and so they would hardly ever go to games and then you have just so many things on that east valley like between Scottsdale and Tempe and um, even coming from downtown Phoenix to the west side of the valley is so difficult because of the fact that if you can't take the 303 to get over to like the um really far west side of the valley, it it that's the quickest way, you know, to get a surprise and all of that stuff. You can't do that for the stadium. And so you have to take one of the main freeways that is a shit show almost all times of the day anymore, I feel like. it. It's funny because, like, I will leave our Chandler location as early as I can. And even going north on the 101 there, I just end up hating my life halfway through the traffic. And so, no, I can promise you that that was not the best uh, location. It also wasn't the best location Demographic wise, where we have all of our ranks in town, none of them are that far west. Uh, Hockey really does not thrive in this state that far west. It just doesn't, has never, probably will never be thriving that far west. So it's much better for the team to be centrally located. That was one of the things for sure that I heard. Another thing was the fact that I can't remember exactly how they phrased it but they said something about the fact that it was solely based on money. Why this didn't work out. That's also incorrect. They wanted uh, Glendale wanted an 18 year lease and the coyotes want to be out in more like six. So that is also not right because um, it, it just, there was more involved than just money. It's a, been a back and forth between the coyotes and them for quite a long time now um and then obviously the phoenix coyotes thing is the arizona coyotes i'm trying to remember if there's anything else that they said that was just basically incorrect
0: i think those were those were the 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 big the big ones yes
1: okay because yeah There was, as I was listening to it, I was actually, uh, texting you. Oh, they also didn't mention the fact that they kept on saying there's no place to put the team, um, outside of being like in downtown and that type of stuff. Uh, they're looking at land and Tempe. So, uh, there is a, a place for the team to go. Um, that's where they're, they're planning on going eventually. Um, it was not something that they were really kind of planning on even really doing in, in downtown. It was either like a Scottsdale type situation, Tempe uh, Mesa type situation that they were looking at for quite a while. And now they're leaning directly into uh, Tempe. They, they kept on mentioning only like downtown and, and possibly Scottsdale, but they didn't even realize that there would be, one um off of r- literally just right off the freeway there um that's so much more accessible to get to so those are some of the out of state um i think rumors that people were kind of throwing around at Lisa we had heard that i kind of wanted to dispel because of the fact that there's it's funny because i think sometimes when you're not directly in the drama it's an interesting way of looking at all of it because you you would think that there is more instability than there is. Yeah, it looks very unstable at the moment, but we all knew this was coming. It's not a surprise to us. They all kind of acted like, oh my gosh, this is this big you know, uh, volcano eruption of shit that just came down on the coyotes. In all honesty, like I said in our last podcast, the Coyotes should have been planning for this a long time ago and should have had a backup plan that if Glendale didn't agree with them because they were on a year-to-year contract with them, that they could go somewhere in the time being before everything in Tempe goes through.
0: Yeah, and to add to the Tempe situation, um, Craig Morgan had in his Q&A article that he put out on Wednesday. That the counties are expected to submit a bid to the city of tempe by oct or september the second so that's kind of our our current timeline in terms of when we're going to see what the county's plans are to redevelop that land and and remediate the land because it is a landfill right now so they're gonna have to go through a lot of a big old process of trying to figure out how viable that land is and and what type of processes need to take place in order to turn that land into a viable piece of space for not only a rink but an entertainment district too. So that's coming in the next week. So be on the lookout for that and we'll of course cover that on the show. So a couple things we wanted to get to this week. First of all, we begin with some happy news. Now, most of you obviously in the state of Arizona, a lot of you also probably Sun Devils. So if you caught the news earlier in the week, Corey and I were talking about this in our group chat. Um, that Sparky the Sun Devil was rated as one of the most offensive and creepiest college mascots in America. As conducted if I could audibly
1: by... eye roll, I would insert my audible eye roll right now.
0: Yeah, they, it was conducted by Quality Logo Products, which is from Illinois, which who fucking knows. But yeah, Sparky came in eighth on the most offensive list. So on the heels of that, which we both... I rolled at and thought it was crazy. So, yeah. So, anyway, the reason why I bring that up is because there seems to be a lot of mascot news this week. And um, one of which is that our very own Howler, the mascot of the Coyotes, of course, was voted as the third best NHL mascot, according to a survey from Play Canada. It surveyed more than 2,000 fans across Canada and the U.S. to rate all 30 mascots on a scale of 1 to 5. Only the Toronto Maple Leafs, Carlton the Bear, and the Buffalo Sabres, Sabretooth, beat out Howler. And uh, Gritty was voted the most obnoxious mascot in the league, as we just previously discussed. Um, Howler received a 3.8 ranking out of 5 from Coyotes fans, the 10th highest rating from one fan base for its mascot, meaning other fans helped vote it up to number 3. So, congratulations, Coyotes fans! Win one for us. We got Howler into the top five of uh, of voting.
1: I feel like this is the the number one slot is slightly rigged because it was a Canadian poll.
0: Yes, I agree. Yes.
1: So I'm just throwing that out there, but I do appreciate the fact that Howler is number three, and that people are in fact admitting to the fact that Gritty is creepy. Very creepy, has a very weird belly button hole thing, and this is entire, like. Luckily, they made him really funny. It helps, but that is the creepiest looking mascot. Like, if there is a mascot that would haunt my dreams, it would be that mascot.
0: Right. <laughs> I here's a, I now you know I love gritty gritty is is a oh okay uh is a um is a, a big I'm a big fan of gritty I love gritty I love everything he does I think he's hilarious and um so I think it's a very the hate gritty gets is very undeserved
1: I said he's very funny the personality that mm-hmm. they gave gritty is great the design team who initially designed him literally it's it's some nightmare on Elm Street shit right that's where my problem is like it is some shit to be honest with you if i was to think of what it would be in i would think it would be in an episode of rick and morty
0: <laughs> yes oh i cannot not wait for the day where Gr- until gritty shows up on rick and morty that would be amazing like we need that to happen at all costs
1: that it, it just like uh what is it? Floopy land, I think is what it was, where there uh, Rick made a separate world for his daughter to like hang out in or whatever. And, and there are these really like creepy, fuzzy creatures. That is what it reminds me of. Or something from the Inception one with Scary Terry. That's what he reminds me of is something that's just creepy and, and not quite right.
0: Um yeah, so anyway, congratulations to Howler for being uh ranked third overall. We can go back and forth on on Gritty for a long time. Um um, but uh but we'll we'll digress. I'm trying to send you this damn picture and for some reason it's not letting me send it to you. I don't know why. It's it's the picture of the the proposed sparky redesign but i don't know why it's not letting me send it to you
1: oh i thought you were gonna say it was a picture of gritty and i was about to be like don't send it to me i don't need it although if it was a picture of when he did that whole thing where they're having him paint get getting painted like the titanic Uh situation that was funny i would accept that picture like i said the personality they gave him and the, all that stuff was funny oh my god why did you have to bring the, oh god never mind i still didn't want that <laughs> why
0: is its eyes so real that's
1: what it is it's the eyes they stare into your soul it's,
0: yeah and it's the black horns too
1: yes and why does it have black horns okay now this one is creepy I still don't find it offensive, but I do find it
0: creepy. Yeah, I'm glad they changed it back to regular Sparky.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because we were all pissed at the time. I remember we all, like, as a student body, we're like, what the fuck are you doing? This yeah. is the weirdest shit we've ever seen. <laughs> I'm like, half of this school is drunk, and they still think this is creepy as hell. <laughs>
0: and- Exactly. So there's a good there's a good flashback for you, Sporty Nation. We'll tweet out the picture on the uh, the Sporty Twitter page so you can remind yourself uh, what we're talking about here. Because um, they gets- were like,
1: "You want creepy? We'll give you
0: creepy." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's move on. The big news of today, of course, Wednesday, is that uh, the ice was installed for what we believe to be the last time in Healer River Arena on Wednesday. They painted the ice and has a really dope Kachina logo right in the middle. Although I saw some people mad because they didn't bring back the the moon logo like they had last season, but that's fine. I love the Kachina. That's what should be at Center Ice is the Kachina because that's what that's seemingly like in the direction we're going, they're going in as as we previously talked about. So ice is installed at the River Arena in anticipation of the. Rookie Development Camp, which is coming up on September the 9th, and then of course we have the Rookie uh, Tournament, which we talked about, coming up on September 15th, and then we have Training Camp, which officially opens on September 22nd, so we're, we're getting close, we're under a month away from like training camp beginning and getting a new season underway. I feel like we just ended the season like last week for goodness sake. And when the Tampa Bay Lightning were raising the Stanley cup and now we're already back at it.
1: Yeah. it It's kind of funny how, uh, when you've gone through a pandemic, a bubble situation, an odd season into this normal season, it all just feels like a giant blur. I feel like anymore. Um, but as for the Kachina being in the center of the ice, I think that is the only logical way you could have gone about this. Uh, I didn't, I, I must've zoned out the people who were uh mad about there not being, uh, the moon in the center of the ice. It's, it, it's awesome. And I love the moon, but that's not the direction that they're going in. Like you said, they're going in a Kachina direction and, that should be the staple of the season. It's a full-blown... They're going into a rebrand, a rebuild, and the Kachina is supposed to be the face of that, so that would be the thing that should go center ice. It makes so much logical sense here. I don't know what else you could have done.
0: Yeah, I agree. And we should be getting closer to the rollout of these new... Uh, branding, which we talked about in a previous episode, um, because we heard in that press release that in the very beginning of September is when they would start to roll some of this stuff out. And I I, I wonder if that's what we're going to get here. We're going to get that slow ramp up to training camp. We're still awaiting the official unveiling of the new jersey, which is allegedly coming, reportedly coming, which we are expecting to be a white version of the Kachina Jersey, we're still expecting that to be unveiled at some point over the next month prior to training camp. And uh, we're also expecting to get more um, uh, marketing stuff and, and stuff like that coming down the pike too. So uh, we the on-ice um, product, probably not going to be great, but there are other things to be excited about um, when it comes to the counties. And that's a good thing, whether that be a jersey, whether that be draft picks, whether that be um, at least we're getting hockey back to begin with. We'll be able to go to the River Arena again because for a lot of us, we weren't really able to go last season because of the attendance restrictions and whatnot. So still some things to be excited about for if you're a Coyotes fan, I'd say.
1: And you can go see the number three ranked mascot
0: in the NHL. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. That is 100% true. So we um we were originally going to talk about the Mitchell Miller thing. I don't really want to spend too much time on this, but I think it's just worth bringing up and mentioning um, on the show. Mitchell Miller no longer a Coyote, so I don't know why we're bringing this up in the first place, but just a little addendum. Let's talk about how dumb it was that the United States Hockey League's Tri-City Storm announced on Wednesday that they are going to be bringing back Mitchell Miller into the fold who last played them for them during the 2019-2020 season prior to his selection in the 2020 NHL draft by the Arizona Coyotes. He was, of course, later let go by the Coyotes and renounced as a pick. And uh, I don't understand why this guy keeps getting chances. Um, he was dismissed by his college team, the University of North, North Dakota, shortly after the uh, being drafted and the Coyotes let him go. Uh, to a uh, reminder of the story, um, Mitchell Miller was a bullied and abused a young uh, black uh, boy when they were 14 years old. Uh, he was also um, – Isaiah Meyer Cruthers and um, he, uh, of course he, uh, Isaiah Mother Cruthers also has developmental disabilities. So um, he was accused of, of tricking of him into licking a, a candy push pop that was, uh, had been wiped in the bathroom urinal and, and many other things. And unfortunately this kid's getting another shot at playing. And I think it's ridiculous. And I, I, I wonder if he, ever does play again for the Tri-City Storm. Now this is getting attention again. It seems like they tried to sweep this under the rug and I I don't know if they're going to get away with it.
1: Yeah, they tried to do the classic like, oh enough time has passed to where this won't be newsworthy and they're discovering that it is newsworthy still and there's certain things that I just feel like um, are kind of unforgivable you know there's certain things that are a certain level of your character where it's not just a mistake like you decided to maliciously a- attack someone you know in a way like he obviously didn't like fight him but I mean like he decided he decided to pick on a kid who was defenseless in that situation and it just it says a lot about you as a person and your character. And it says a lot about you and how you would be in a locker room. So I'm not sure. I understand there's a lot of growth between 14 and 19. But I just... I don't know. There's certain things that I feel like are harder than others. And this one hit me really hard when I first read the story. Because of the fact that when you pick an easy target and and attack them just to make yourself feel better it's it make yourself feel like you are a bigger person i don't know if you ever fully grow out of that to the point where you um you know really understand the brevity of your actions cuz there's a there's a level of entitlement there and there's a lack of empathy and I'm not sure I would want that in my locker room or in any locker rooms.
0: I agree. Um, he, the head coach of the Tri-City Storm said this. He said, we will continue to support and guide Mitchell to ensure his maturation and commitment to helping others continues. Like, give me a break. Give me a break. What a joke. Again, it's just we we talk about it from time to time. It's just hockey culture in general. It's just It just needs to be like shut down. And revamped completely. But we digress into lighter things here to wrap up the show. Um, we had a sporty question that's very popular on our Twitter account at Corey underscore Richie Show. A question that Corey came up with, which is, uh, Do you would you like to inform the Sporty Nation of the poll and we can talk about it and what is leading the poll as we speak?
1: So I blame you and Jordan for mm-hmm. this Whole, whole question because of the fact that um, you guys kept talking about possibly making me go to a haunted house. So then I did a deep dive into the 13th floor and uh, discovered that they have such a thing as the, that there will be a live some live and some non-live animals and the quote-unquote live animals will be Um, handled by quote-unquote professionals. Um, But the animals that they said you would encounter during it are rats, spiders, and snakes. To which I began to think which one of these would I actually hate to run into the most on there. And then I thought I would have to probably choose one that I would be okay with. In order to survive. Like that's the one I can embrace. And the other two just avoid the shit out of. And so that's when I came up with this poll. Um, My answer. Was very different from Scotty's. We discussed this. His was rats. Um, Mine. And I think it's mostly because of the fact that. I have been. In a pit with them before. Um but I would choose snakes.
0: I'm glad we agree. Yes. This is why we work so well on this show is that we tend to agree on these things.
1: We also went like in in a pit of snakes. There's a
0: picture. If you go to our Twitter page and you go to our replies, you can see the picture of of Corey and I and in our Comic-Con 2018, we took a picture with snakes on us. It's great. And
1: it was... I i know my face does not look pleasant. I don't, I'm not thoroughly enjoying it. But I still think out of the three, that would be the one that um, I would be okay with. Just because of the fact that, first of all, with spiders, nothing should have that many eyes. Just saying.
0: Uh, yeah, so I... Rats are like... If there's a bunch of if it's one rat, that's fine. But if you're in an entire room with rats, I feel like that would really freak me out. So I would not choose rats. Even though for the most part, not rats aren't deadly. Like I don't think they're going around biting you unless they're rabid. But I I don't think I'd do well with a lot of them. Um, so and spiders, I spiders, it eh, depends on what they are. They kind of freak me out a little bit in, in large numbers. Like, that's... That's the thing here is like large numbers... There's some of... spiders they can bite you
1: like once you die.
0: Yeah, exactly. and But also in large numbers, too. I don't like them either. Like, you know how you're scared of... of when you were a kid of Harry Potter? Because of the troll yeah. scene? Yes. Well, there is a scene in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets where... Um, there is a giant spider who is owned, I guess, or cared for by Hagrid. And in one of these scenes, there is a scene in which all of these spiders like start running out of the castle and like into this, the spider's cave or whatever. Did not scare me as a kid, but when you think about it, and you spend any time thinking about it, it should really freak you out. And Ron, one of the characters in Harry Potter, of course, very freaked out by spiders. So I I chose snakes. Uh, I am not Indiana Jones in this situation. As as you previously mentioned, Jordan, she replied to us with a gif of Indiana Jones, why did it have to be snakes? In my opinion, it's snakes all day, every day, 100%. I think snakes are actually pretty cool, but just don't put me in a pit with rattlesnakes and we're good.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Is anything poisonous or anything that can just, like, you know, basically wrap itself around you and just squeeze you to death, that's that's not going to be fun no matter which one it is. So um it's not that snakes are 100% okay. It's just that... um, you know, I feel like they're the better out of the three.
0: Okay, let's uh, quickly before we wrap up. We have a bunch of replies we want to get to here, and people weighing in on the poll. Side note: Rats is winning the poll, fifty-one percent, as we are recording. So they're running away with it. Spiders at twenty-six percent, snakes at twenty-three uh, percent. We had uh, your boy SV said he chose spider, but it depends on the type. We talking Taddy long legs or bl- black recluse? Uh, we had the Bruins and Bruins podcast reply with a room full of marshans we had ryan say i'd rather take my own life than be in a room with any of these rob said i wouldn't pick that was a running theme with people is just not picking any we had tawny say the answer there
1: was no good options yeah to be
0: honest yeah we had tawny who said the answer is fuck no <laughs> we had <laughs> we had reese say snakes for sure rats are quick and will eat you and spiders are scary as heck and some uh, one other reply said hell I pick hell. So, <laughs> I think we did a good job in scaring the Sporty Nation today. Oh, we also had uh, Scotty say, uh, I think the correct here answer here is rats. Unless there is some human eating rats I don't know about or a rat splinter size. Nice little Ninja Turtles reference there for the ninos out there.
1: I, I told him that he can't underestimate rats because, okay, splinter is is the coolest rat ever mm-hmm. if i was stuck in a in a room with splinter i would be more than happy he could be my sensei rat i'm totally fine with that but uh i told him not to underestimate rats because ratatouille made an entire restaurant
0: <laughs> yes, like he he, yes. he
1: ran an entire restaurant he was a chef for a high-end restaurant in new york and that's unfair to think that rats can't accomplish anything.
0: A uh, couple more replies here. Chris from the Bruiser and Burin said, spiders are underrated. Fight me. We had AZ Sports Guy send us a picture of him and what appears to be his pet rat. And we also, we had Jeff just quote tweets say no. And of course, Katarina said, this question makes me visibly shudder.
1: Which in that picture where he's with his rat is his rat named Doan?
0: I believe so. Yes.
1: How cool is that?
0: Right. I think that's the perfect way to end. Is uh, end on the end the episode, talking about a rat named Doan.
1: That is actually really cute. Kind of heartwarming.
0: <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram all that good stuff. Thank you for listening to the show this month. Make sure you're subscribed if you're not already so you don't miss another episode as we head into training camp here over the next several weeks. Um, make sure to drop us a review if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts too. We really appreciate that. Um, we uh, August was one of our best months of all time. So we appreciate the growth and the excitement for the season ahead. But uh, until the next time, Sporty Nation, Good night and good hockey, everybody.